Welcome to episode 180. Have you ever taken a fat burner? You know, one of those pills that promises to burn your stubborn belly fat and make you feel like a superhero. If you have, don't worry, you're a part of a big group of people that have purchased these things with the intention of getting your old body back. They even taste great because these days they come in all shapes and sizes, supplements, powders disguised in protein shakes, liquid, gels... And they're flavoured so that you feel like you're eating chocolate, having a milkshake or eating cookies. But are these fat burner pills and thermogenic supplements actually a good idea? Are they actually helping your body or harming it? And why didn't they work when you took them before? If you want to know if and when to include these types of supplemental aids to your fat loss journey and learn about some of the ingredients and what they do to your body, then this is the episode for you. So let's dive in. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Welcome back to a myth-busting episode of the show, which you know I love to do. I love to pull out the truth from the deep, dark rabbit hole of the world that we live in. Uh, But before we do, in 2022, it's my mission to coach 300 people to get control of their emotional eating so they can lose weight and actually keep it off without counting calories or eating rabbit food. And one of the interesting things that people say uh, in the first couple of weeks of jumping into my program is, whoa, I didn't realize I was such an emotional eater. So, in the beginning phases of the program, we really dive into the psychology of food and your connection to food. And you might be listening to this thinking, oh, what does that matter, Maddie? Just tell me what to eat. And the truth is that we actually need to really get intimate with the reasons as to why you are here. Why you are not in not on planet Earth, not in like a philosophical way, but why you are at this situation. Like most people don't spend any time figuring out why their problems exist. So we have to reflect, we have to get deep on why have I gone about these behaviors and patterns and habits for decades, years and years, if not decades, um, to produce the health situation that I've got going on right now, whether that's weight gain, whether that's bloating, whether that's um, an inability to manage your relationship with uh, sugars and sweets and stuff like that. So, you know, we really have to dive into that. So, And in that process, we uncover that most people, actually, it's pretty hard to find someone that's not, most people are in fact emotional eaters. And that is the reason that all of the other diets haven't worked before. There's a few other layers to that, obviously. But um, but yeah, learning to get control of your emotional eating, understand it and put healthy things in place of it is the thing that's going to lead to you having sustainable, consistent weight loss over time. So, if that sounds like your jam and you want to be one of the 300 people this year, Come and hang out. Jump into the uh, show notes. There's an m.me link and shoot me a message. Shoot me the word program and we can get you involved. Speaking of losing weight. So, interesting topic today we're talking about which is fat burners and thermogenics. Uh, And the reason we're doing that is because I have been asked over the last however many years uh, by clients, by uh, podcast listeners, by people in my own life... um, like a lot of people are taking fat burners, um, you know, wanting to obviously lose weight and wanting to hack the system and beat their biology and use conventional science in order to 
do better than nature ever intended, which is, you know, it's a nice idea. It's a bit of a romantic idea. Like, oh, how about we hack nature? Um, Why not? Um, And it's interesting too because, you know, I I know people. I've got friends and family and different people in my world that um, have been on this stuff. Um, And it's funny because when you are, you know, a health person, and health, dare I say, a health influencer, <laughs> a health professional, a nutritionist, you know, and I'm in this space of weight loss and nutrition, is that people often, you know, obviously not many people know my own personal beliefs about the way that I do my body, um, but people often, you know, say things to me in an attempt to get approval. Things like, oh, I started taking this fat burner. What do you think, Maddie? Or I started this diet. What do you think, Maddie? Or, you know, I went vegan. What do you think? Or whatever it is, you know, like they say these things because they like want me to be like, oh, that's awesome. You do you. Amazing. That's great. That's the best choice you could have ever made. Um, and I learned a long time ago that people are on their own journey and to not judge anybody um, and that when they need the answers that they need, they will find me. Um, and, you know, just telling people what to do, you know, any day of the week without being invited to to share your wisdom is really offensive and actually, you know, triggers people and usually makes them double down on something that's not good for them. Um, so, I've had these these situations pop up in my world loads when it comes to fat burners and people taking pills, supplements, uh, all of the things like that in order to lose weight. And so, I wanted to talk about them today. I want to talk about what's in them, uh, whether or not they work, uh, and just basically if it's a good idea because I keep being asked this question and I really love a podcast to refer to. <laughs> so, this one is for you and it's also for me to recommend to you when you ask me this question. So, this episode is where it's at right here, right now. So, we're going to get into it. We're going to talk broadly and generally because I think that's all that's necessary in this situation uh, because like first up, the people... Uh, that are looking to do this are obviously looking to hack the system, as we mentioned. They're looking to have a shortcut. And my first question to you is, have you been on a diet that promised massive results or any type of regime, fitness regime, weight loss regime, supplement regime that promised amazing results and one of two things happened? You either never got the results or you got them for a very brief period of time and then things fell apart. I can see you nodding. I can feel the energy. (laughs) It's so common. (laughs) It's so common. We're all after these quick fixes. And all of this marketing speaks to our, speaks to our, you know, our desire to not have to put in the effort because we're lazy AF. We are. Humans are lazy motherfuckers. <laughs> so, you know, all these things are speaking to us. However, that doesn't mean that these things don't work or don't have an effect on the body, which is why I want to run through a few ingredients. Now, there might be a few larger than normal words in here, but stick with me because we're going to understand what's in them and why it might or might not be beneficial. Um, so, one of the most common things that you're going to find in a fat burner or a thermogenic pill that promises these weight loss, this amazing weight loss stuff to go on in your life is uh, caffeine. Uh, and caffeine is shows up on ingredient lists as either caffeine or trimethylxanthine or dimethylxanthine. Um, and caffeine, it does the same thing that coffee does, right? It's, it's, it stimulates your body. It increases your energy levels and supplies your cells with an ability to utilize energy for a short period of time uh, in a more productive way. And then obviously, 
The reason people go back to have multiple coffees a day is because that wears off and there is inevitably a crash. Uh, And it's the same with lots of energy drinks. The crash is not just a crash back to baseline, but it's usually a crash below baseline because you've, again, been hacking or you could think of it like tricking your system into behaving in a particular way for a period of time. And then when it comes back, it's more depleted than it was before. So, it goes below baseline. And then so, what do people do? They go and find more caffeine. They go and get another coffee. Now, a lot of these fat burners have caffeine in them. Uh, So, they're feeling more energetic. They're feeling more jazzed, more zippy getting around the gym quicker, getting around all sorts of things quicker, their day, day quicker, more focused, uh, which gives people the illusion that this, this fat burner must be working. There's something in here that's helping me out. And, you know, caffeine's not the only ingredient, and it's not to say that caffeine's a bad ingredient either. Um, however, just like sh- the sh- world of sugar that you hear me bang on about all the time, we're in a situation where, you know, a, a small amount of caffeine 50 years ago is now not even registered by people's systems because we've gotten so addicted to caffeine. Uh, And so many people have coffees all day, they have food all day. And actually, the bliss point with foods, you might have heard me talk about the bliss point, which is the sweet spot that they create with sugar, salt, fat. And in many instances, the bliss point is supported also by a fourth, which is caffeine. And so, we're at this situation where people, before they've even gotten to anywhere they need to use their energy, they've had two coffees, one, two, three coffees, and then they go and take a fat burner and it's like, oh, they're just loaded with caffeine. And over time, of course, we get tolerant. You know, the more coffees you have, the more tolerant of the energy you get and the harder it is to get off. It's like a drug, right? You've got this tolerance. So, it does increase your energy. We know caffeine increases your energy, but that's why it's also in many fat burners and thermogenics to help you burn energy in a more productive fashion and give you the illusion that you have more energy that you do so that, you know, you push harder in the gym so that you maybe go longer without food. Maybe you work a bit harder. Maybe you just are able to do more reps, more sets, right? Uh, and so, these uh, that's the same reason that some pre-workouts uh, like creatine also have caffeine in them. Uh, and many people use straight up black coffee as their pre-workout because it gives you the ability to push further. However, you're going to pay the cost of that push later on because there's going to be a crash. So, you're basically, you're you're stealing energy from future you to pay current you right now. So, that's an ingredient. So, it's not necessarily a bad ingredient. However, getting addicted to caffeine uh, or trimethylxanthine is is really a real thing and many people listening right now probably know they're addicted to coffee, aka caffeine. So, taking a fat burner with caffeine in it is probably not going to move the needle very much unless you really start upping the dose of caffeine. However, it's not a bad thing if you're not on caffeine, uh, if you're not on coffee, if you're like me. I'm, I'm someone that doesn't drink coffee at all. I actually hate it and I don't really do tea or green tea either. Um, or about We're about to talk about green tea though. Um, so, you know, someone like me, if I took a fat burner, I would definitely feel it. And, you know, if you are someone that has a couple of coffees a day or even a coffee a day, you might take a, fa- a fat burner or a thermogenic that's got caffeine in it or a pre-workout and notice absolutely nothing because it's just a small amount on top of the huge dose that you've already had. So, that's caffeine. That's, that's, that's actually one of the better ingredients in fat burners um, and thermogenics. The next one is green tea extract or you might hear it referred to as EGCG. Now, that's the main catechin which increases the heat that brown fat 
produces. Now, brown fat and white fat. So, white fat is where your excess stores go um, to, and that's, you know, when you're becoming obese. It's usually the white fat that is growing in significant uh, volumes. And brown fat, get this, brown fat's brown or called brown because under the microscope, it is a bit darker um, and it's a bit darker because it has more mitochondria, which is the energy centers of the cell. Um, and your a healthy person's cells will have many mitochondrias in one cell um, and other people will have less if they're not metabolically healthy or, you know, consuming a great diet to support the development and recycling of these mitochondria, of which intermittent fasting and water fasting can really help to increase the proliferation of mitochondria. Anyway, green tea extract ECGC. So, this uh, same kind of thing. It's a stimulant. So, it's a stimulant in the same way caffeine is and it also increases AMPK, which is a signal that um, is inside your fat cells that signals the release of fat stores. So, increasing the information to AMPK, which also the AMPK signaling actually happens when you're deep into an intermittent fast as well because obviously the blood sugar is lower. Um, So, it it lets the system know that, hey, we we need some excess fuel and so it goes to the fat stores and says, hey, Come and join the party, which sounds awesome, right? Um, So, it puts more fat into your blood supply in order for cells to be able to use them so that it can burn that fat. Um, However, it might not surprise you that just releasing fat stores does very little, right? It's like opening the fridge to prepare dinner and doing nothing and just leaving the fridge open. What happens? Nothing. The food goes off. Dinner doesn't get cooked. You've just got a fridge that's opened with all the food going off. Uh, And it's the same thing with your fat stores, right? If you just open the front door and let the fat spew out, if there's no way to actually burn it, then it's a meaningless exercise. You've just put fat into the blood supply and guess what? It's going back into fat stores if you don't actually use it, uh, which is, a, is going to be a theme throughout this episode, right? Is that if you don't actually do something to respond to the, what these ingredients do, and by the way, these ingredients you can get from your diet, um, if you don't actually do something to respond, then it doesn't do anything. Uh, you know, fat burners are really um, a small, a very small impact aid for people that are deep in doing the right work. But I'm going to get to that in a little bit towards the end. We're going to talk about who should actually take them. Um, if anyone, by the way. <laughs> so, green tea extract is good. And guess what? You can also get it from green tea. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> you don't need to supplement the extract. Um, the next one, which has got a fair bit of research around it. And when I say a fair bit of research, I mean lots of research was done, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean all of that research is overly compelling. And the next one is carnitine or L-carnitine. So, basically what it does, it's a protein in your cells and its job is to shuttle fat molecules from outside the mitochondria, so outside the energy center, to inside the mitochondria. So, if you think about how we just talked about green tea extract, it's a good combination, right, with these fat burners is green tea extract increases the AMPK signal to release fat stores and then we come in with carnitine which transports that that fat molecule into the mitochondria which is great. Sounds like a good system, doesn't it? The other thing to note is just because you are now shunting fat molecules into the mitochondria doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be super effective at burning these fat molecules because it's highly likely you're a sugar burner or that you're deep in uh, consumption of sugars and refined carbohydrates from throughout the day. So, even though those fat molecules, yeah, you'll burn one here, you'll burn one there, you'll burn a couple here, you'll burn a couple there... um, 
you're not going to make a significant uh, impact on the baseline of your fat stores because you're still a fat burner, right? And guess what? We can hack this system by doing a low-carbohydrate ketogenic diet. And the thing is that most people uh, get carnitine from their diet. From things such as red meat, uh, lamb, you get a lot of carnitine from lamb. It's also found in lower amounts in things like poultry, fish, uh, and animal products. And you can probably, you know, just even with the the structure of that word carnitine, carnivore, you know, you get a lot of carnitine from uh, animal-based products. Um, and there's smaller amounts in some other um, plants as well, nuts and seeds, uh, wheat, which, you know, I would never encourage anybody to eat. Uh, asparagus, avocados, all have small amounts of carnitine in them, but you're going to get your big hits from your animal products. Uh, and so, anybody that is vegan or vegetarian is going to have a real issue with their carnitine supply and carnitine deficiency is actually really common because of the narrative that um, you know that exists in our world which is plants 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 eat more plants plant-based help the planet yada 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 um, you know things from people that don't really understand how the world works um, and that's not a general comment I mean the world of food security food policy and um, corporate interest <laughs> anyway could have gone on a rant there, didn't. High five to (laughs) self-management, regulating myself. Anyway, so carnitine you can pick up from the diet. Um, And so, like I said, just because it shunts the fat to the mitochondria doesn't mean you're necessarily going to burn it. Um, And just because there's more carnitine in the blood, it does not always mean it's reflective of the result of actually burning fat, right? So, a lot of these things that you'll find in fat burners, they might have a job in the, in the mechanism pathway or, path, or pathway that these, the process of burning fat occurs, but it doesn't actually burn fat for you. Interestingly though, Carnitine helps with DOMS. There's good research around um, it helping with DOMS. You're like, Maddie, what's DOMS? Delayed onset muscle soreness. You go to the gym today, you're sore tomorrow, and you're even sore two days from now. So that's DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. So carnitine can actually help manage and mediate that inflammatory response to exercise. So that's useful. So these are, these are three really common ingredients, and there's heaps of ingredients in these types of things. And I want to also go into the ingredients that fall under the thermogenics. And so thermogenics meaning heat generation. So when you take these things, you know, you, you might feel hotter, you might um, wear less clothes, less jumpers, uh, you might sweat a lot more. A lot of them are designed to make you sweat. Um, and so there's, there's three of these that you'll see uh, pretty regularly and fat burners as well. Um, One of those is paradoxine and it's known as the grains of paradise. Now, this is back to the uh, brown tissue that activates your brown adipose tissue. So, there's metabolic activation which increases the energy that is being unlocked and processed by the mitochondria in your fat stores. So, several animal studies have also been carried out using these grains of paradise extracts and also noted lower blood pressure, Lipid, better lipid profiles and reduced chemical-induced liver damage, which is amazing if you're a mouse in this study. <laughs> you're living a better life, although sadly those mice were obviously culled. Um, so, paradoxine is, is a really common one. Again, it's encouraging us to sweat more, to release energy as heat, uh, which is the idea of thermogenics, to increase the temperature of the body or parts of the body in order to release physical energy because we need calorie to produce calories and fat stores to produce heat. And then that heat turns into 
energy turns into water energy turns into condens and then condensates into steam energy and is basically left left the body um, and of course if you're generating more heat you're breathing more and a lot of your fat actually leaves through being uh, through respiration through CO2 uh, exhalation uh, which surprises many people that they actually breathe out their fat stores it's a real thing it's a real thing so paradoxine is one of the thermogenic ingredients you might find now is it good is it bad well it's kind of up for debate, um, but we'll get to we'll get to the good, good or bad or who should use this stuff in a moment. Another one is synephrine, so which is derived from bitter orange peel. So a bitter orange is a type of orange you may or may not have heard of, um, and yeah, they get it out of that synephrine. And it's actually not allowed in many sports or the Olympics. It's considered illegal um in many uh situations but not for the general user like you or i so what synephrine does is it blocks the alpha receptors now what the alpha receptors do when they're not blocked is they put the the brakes on fat mobilization and they really regulate the amount of fat that is being released um and so when you take synephrine it actually blocks the alpha receptors so there's no brakes fat mobilization continues to happen and it keeps the flow of fatty acids um and ketone bodies coming out of your fat stores so that you can obviously put them into the blood supply and then get them into your cells and then into your mitochondria and burn fat as fuel. Um, And studies do show that it does speed up your metabolism. However, it's a very tiny amount. And those studies that I read before hitting record were very much like, oh, it went up 65 calories on this one day that we tested this group of very healthy men. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, you could probably figure out that burning an extra 65 calories, if you did it every day for a year, you might end up in a better situation. But there is so many other variables. So many other variables. The other thing is that synephrine's obviously marketed as, marketed as a stubborn. Stubborn fat loss burning. We're going to get rid of that belly fat, you know, or the, the fat on your bum or the, the fat around your abs. And, and you know what? We really can't focus much on that. Um, you can't really decide where the chemicals go in your body, just like we can't spot target anything in the gym. You know, your body will prioritize it as it prioritizes it. And, it, and particularly for women, your body is uniquely curvaceous and those curves show up in different places for different people. And remember, there's a difference between being overweight and being curvaceous. So, your body will decide when to burn which body fat. Um, so, a lot of these sales pitches come with, yeah, you need this to get that stubborn body fat. And it's just, yeah, it's just a bit of a marketing sham. <laughs> Synephrine's also a mild stimulant. So, in the same way that caffeine gives you more energy, it gives you a little bit of an energy boost. Um, and it also, interestingly, helps the thermic effect of food, which comes back to increasing your heat generation. And so, the thermic effect of food is basically the fact that, you know, not all food and not all calories are just just going to fat stores, right? You need energy to digest, absorb, metabolize and store the food. Like all of those tasks require uh, energy Um, and some of that energy is burned off as heat. And so, taking this, um, this synephrine can actually mean that you boost the thermic effect of food, which means in the process of your digestion and metabolism, you're actually losing more heat which is what you want. You want to generate more heat and lose it from the body rather than keeping that energy in the body and storing it, obviously, as body fat, which is not, not what we want. But remember, synephrine is illegal in some sports and, some, and the Olympics and stuff like that. So, it's obviously questionable. 
So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating, and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. Um, the next group is capsinoids. So capsicin is a molecule that you will get from spicy stuff. Now, we all know this, right? That When we eat spicy stuff, we get sweaty. We increase our body's temperature. We are increasing the thermic effect of the food we've just eaten because it's just triggered this response. And interestingly, when we consume capsicin molecules from jalapenos or even capsicums actually have them, but they're much lower effect. So your spicy foods like your chili, uh, your jalapenos, that type of food, all of that stuff that you eat and, and, you know, think, oh shit, I've eaten too much or my tongue's on fire or shit, I'm sweating or you've got to keep wiping your forehead. Um, all of those are quite obviously, even without taking a supplement version of them, quite obviously uh, heat generating and, and increase your sweat. Um, and so, that's another way to release energy from the body. Um, and, and of course, many of these supplements actually have these capsinoids in them because for this exact reason. We know from eating them in the diet that this happens. And so, the good thing about these is is it's so obvious, the effect is so obvious when we eat them, is that you can actually just eat them. <laughs> Who knew, uh, right? And the funny thing is too that... That when those capsaicins enter your cell, it's actually an immune response. You're actually your body actually responds as if it's in pain, um, and so you get an immune response from these. So you know that's another debate as to whether taking uh, supplements that trigger immune responses is a good idea. I'm going to lean towards probably not, but I'm I would say I'm under researched and probably not enough research exists to be able to answer that question as to whether that would be a good idea. So capsinoids is another ingredient which increases your energetic release because you're basically melting in the face of chili. <laughs> the next one is yohimbine. It's a cool word to say. It's a cool word to look at as well, yohimbine. Um, and this is derived from the bark of an African tree. Do you ever wonder with some of these supplements, like how did they figure this shit out? Like how did somebody one day just pull the bark off a tree and think, I wonder what this does and then go and find out that in fat burner supplements and thermogenics, it liberates fat stores into the bloodstream. So, if you're not burning the fat, uh, then maybe you need to take your himbean, you know, that, which is obviously the marketing that they would give you. But 
In, in the same way that we talked about before with the synephrine opening up the gateway to let these fat stores into the bloodstream, Yohimbine does a similar thing um, in that it yeah, allows these fat stores to come out into the uh, bloodstream so that they can obviously go into cells, be burned in the mitochondria. You can see there's a theme with all of these, right? All of these either raise the temperature of the body, they stimulate you through... Um, uh, an increase in energy. However, you are stealing that energy from the future, in my opinion, because um, the crash will be something you pay for. Um, and it gets these things. However, again, same caveat, which is that just because you're liberating fat stores into the bloodstream does not mean you're burning them. Now, these are some of the general ingredients. So we've got caffeine, we've got um, green tea extract, we've got carnitine, we've got paradoxine, we've got synephrine, we've got capsinoids, and we've got yohimbine. Now, there's loads more, um, and obviously I've just given a brief general overview of these things. Now, we're going to get to the good stuff, right? Should you take them? Here's the short answer. No. <laughs> No, anybody listening to this podcast that is not a bodybuilder really does not need these things. And this, this is these are the these are the legal ingredients. Some of them, I mean, synephrine, like we said, is illegal in some places. But there's so many of these out there which are much worse and have all sorts of molecules in them which border on the line of legal or illegal substances. Um, and many of them border on the line of being amphetamines. So the types of drugs that you would take at a nightclub to have the energy to dance all night and sweat your face off. You know, the people that you are walking around with really wide eyes and a bottle of water instead of a beer, you know, you know that they're having a good time because they are taking some kind of amphetamine. And many fat burners have been on the market, taken off the market, because they resemble this reality is that they are really drug-like in the way that they um, show up for people. Now, that's one reason I don't think people should take them is because many of them are very dangerous. The other thing is that, remember, there's always going to be a cost. Anytime you put a pill into your body to try and hack a biological process rather than support it, then you're going to pay the price. Uh, And the price for that, and I want to talk to you about this um, for a moment, is adaptation. So, if you get to a situation where you've been taking a thermogenic, um, whether it be a shake or whether it be a supplement or whether it be a pill or a powder or whatever it is, eventually, in the same way with the diets you've tried where you found a plateau, you will adapt. And the same with coffee, you will adapt, right? So, you get to a point where you need more and you need more and you need more in order to have the same effect on your body because the body is a phenomenal adaptation machine. And the fact that we can adapt is a testament to our phenomenal genetics. They're so impressive, right? But the problem is that if you adapt and you adapt and you adapt and you have to keep taking more and more and more of these um, of these chemicals and these extracts which focus on just a certain part of the, the mechanism, not the entire mechanism, then you're in a situation where, one, you've got to take too much of this stuff uh, and you just the only way is up, right? Keep taking more and more and more and more, which is dangerous. Um, and then you're in a situation where when you stop taking them, all of these parts of your system were reliant on artificial supply and now you're going to gain weight. Oh, my God. You're going to gain weight, right? And this is not always the case. It might, it might, there might be no effect whatsoever. But if you've been taking these things for a long time and you've adapted and you stop taking them, you can start to gain weight and feel like shit because you've just taken out all of these things which gave you energy when you should be able to supply your body with energy from your normal diet and lifestyle. That's the whole reason we eat is to energize and fuel the body. So... That's, that's one of the catches is if you stop taking them, you feel like a bag of dicks and you 
gain weight. Um, and as well, there could also be a placebo element in there that if you believe you're taking something that helps your fat burning and then you stop, like, you know, it could, it could happen like that too. But yeah, the body is amazing. It's an amazing adaptation machine and it down-regulates receptors and hormones that normally supply your cells with energy and normally allow the access to fat stores in different situations. Your body down-regulates that because it's getting an unnatural supply from the diet, aka supplements, not the actual food in your diet. And so taking fat burners is fundamentally, it's like polishing a turd. It's still a turd. Right, and the turd is is if you're not actually figuring out how to get rid of the turd and replace it with like you know something amazing like like bars of gold bullion, <laughs> then it's not going to be good. And the other thing is too, P.S. Fat burners don't actually burn fat; they don't do that at all. They just do different steps of the process, which your body naturally does by itself anyway. Um, so the other thing to mention is that when you are taking fat burners. You your energy is increased and therefore you end up and the idea is it's it's kind of like pre workout as well. Now pre workout is not a fat burner. Pre workout's different. Uh, usually it's creatine. It's not a stimulant, but it's an energy source. So we have a, a an energy source uh, and supply in our muscles called the creatine phosphorylation system, um, and and creatine supplies this. Um, so it's not quite the same thing as as a stimulant like coffee, but. The thing is that when you do have this extra energy and you might push a little extra in your day or in the gym or just focusing on work and you you get to the end of the day, guess what? When you spend more energy, you eat more food. So, a lot of these uh, things are negated by the fact that you're burning the energy so you need to replace it. So, this is a really common situation to be in and there's been so many studies about uh, the old move more, eat less diet process and yeah, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if that process worked because most studies prove that uh, over the long term, when you increase your energy, you increase your caloric intake. You increase the energy going into the system because you're burning more. So, it's the same thing here. It's the same thing with taking a fat burner is you increase your expenditure. Therefore, in many cases, you increase your food intake. So, my recommendation is that nobody takes these. Don't take them. It's just another fad. It's just another shortcut. It's just another trick, lie, manipulation of you to think that you're going to get a a result that's magically going to appear out of nowhere. The only people that might take them are people that are stage athletes, body athletes that are extremely lean. Because the other thing to mention is that these things don't work if you're not working out. If you're not if you're not pushing the weights, if you're not lifting heavy things on a very regular basis, if you're not eating well, then guess what? You're just taking unnecessary supplements and drugs that are just messing up your hormones and messing up your receptors with absolutely no benefit. Because the only people that can get benefit from these things is in the in the presence of an extremely good diet and in the presence of a, a really good and heavy workout routine. And guess what? I've got a secret. You can just do both of those things without the fat burners or thermogenics and get the same result. (laughs) Who knew, right? Who knew? Um, So, 
This is not to judge anybody, by the way. Like, lots of people have, uh, you know, we've all been sold down these rabbit holes. I have too. I've never taken a fat burner or a thermogenic, but I've definitely signed up to things thinking my problems would go away more easily than I, you know, I truly knew that they would. Um, so, you know, we're all susceptible to this shit. Uh, we're all human. You're human. I'm human. Um, but if you're taking them, I would encourage you to start weaning off them. I, I, if you've taken them for a long time, I would be progressive in the way that I remove these from my diet so that um, I can readapt to getting energy from my life and not feel like crap because nobody wants to go on yet another health regime on another diet or another process and feel even worse than when they started. And so I guess as in the you know once you wean off them, what should you do instead to get sustainable, healthy, long-term weight loss? Well, if you're not an athlete, if you're not a bodybuilder that's looking to pose on stage and you're not already smashing the gym and lifting really heavy weights and you're not already eating perfectly, then you don't, one, don't need these uh, fat burner thermogenic supplements. They're just wasting your money. You might as well give your money to me because I'll actually help you. (laughs) Um, But what you should do is instead is start with Jeff. Just eat real food. The next thing you should do is intermittent fasting. Why? To be consistent. And remember, women, ladies, if you're a female, then intermittent fasting should be different for you and it should change week to week throughout your cycle. Too much fasting will cause your fat stores to be locked up and you'll go into a stress response and you'll be in a situation where you can't unlock those fat stores, even if you take a fat burner. Um, Although, you know, as we've just touched on, the fat burner is going to do sweet FA. Um, The other thing is probiotics. So probiotics in your diet, not necessarily the supplemental kind, but knowing and figuring out which dietary probiotics to eat uh, is going to mean that in theory... Your gut microbiome diversity can extract energy and nutrition from food on multiple fronts if you've got a really diverse system and be able to use that for the health of your body. Now, whether that pertains directly to fat loss, look, I don't really know. However, my understanding of holistic health and the way the body works is that that nutrition that's better and more effectively extracted by different species of uh, in your gut bacteria means that your body is going to get benefit. And I know that the probiotics are a really important part of my client's journey and the way that they feel at the end of the program. So, yeah, really important to have healthy probiotics in there. And I think that the Western diet has destroyed a lot of guts. So there's a real lack of diversity. So important to add that in. Next thing is to lift heavy shit. Um, so whether you go to the gym once a week or whether you go three or five times a week, um, weight training is what you need to be doing for weight loss. You really need to lift heavy things because the metabolic demand on the body lifting heavy things is far greater than it is going for a run or going for a bike ride or anything like that. So you want to lift heavy stuff and you don't want to be able to throw those weights around in the air super easily. You don't want to just be able to go da di da di da You want to be actually struggling. You want your bone density to increase and the only way that it does that, but again, particularly for women, uh, bone density is an issue because osteoporosis and osteopenia are common issues in our world and that's due to um, the, the bones losing density and losing calcium. So we have to revert that and one of the ways we do that is by putting the bones under pressure and stress by picking up heavy things. (laughs) Another reason to pick up heavy things. Now, this is probably the number one thing, especially if you're a woman, but men too. Men have beer bellies and this is a big reason for it. You've got to deal with your stress. doesn't matter the thermogenic effect of your pills or your supplements or how many coffees you have or whether you have creatine or whether you have synephrine or your himbean or anything like that. It doesn't make a difference if your stress is 
all day, every day, and you might be so stressed and have been so stressed for so long, you can't even identify that you're stressed. Usually people that are overweight that say, no, not much stresses me out, are so uh, they cut off so much from the experience of their life and their body that they can't even identify that they're stressed. So stress is a huge factor in weight loss journeys and no fat-burning supplement is going to deal with this. In fact, it actually just adds stress to the system in a way that is what I think is not ideal. Last but not least, protein. Get more protein into your diet. If you're not eating enough protein, then that's one of the reasons you're not burning fat uh, because you're not getting enough protein into the system to support a healthy body. So your body's locking up the fat stores to you know, preserve the nutrition that it's got in there to be able to say, hey, we might need this in a situation where there's even less protein or where there's even less food available. And sadly, the Western diet, Western culture perpetuates, absolutely perpetuates um, a, a belief system about food and about plants and about plant-based eating that means that you don't need protein. This is literally killing the planet. And I mean humans, the humans on the planet. Breakfast for over 100 years has been sold as grains only with the absence of protein. Same with dinners that are pasta rich or rice rich, you know, and we've got these governments and World Health Organization and different companies uh, that run the food world that are saying plants, 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 and now McDonald's and all these places, are, you know, are they doing plant-based options to give you the illusion that that's healthier? It is not. I will stand by that. I will die on that hill. It is not healthier to live by only plants. You need protein. You need sufficient protein and almost everybody I've ever worked with is under eating protein and when we focus on increasing protein, they begin to lose weight. So, passionate rant over. (laughs) So, to wrap up, just briefly, if you want to uh, lose weight, then do the list of things I've just said. If you are getting ads and marketing or you've been consuming thermogenic shakes or supplements, start to wean yourself off them. If you see them advertised in the future, know that they're not going to help unless you're a stage athlete, you're a professional athlete, or you're someone that um, does all of the right things for your own purposes to be able to actually really be in shape, like really be in shape. If you think about like, you know, a glass being full, until you're 95% full of doing all of the right things, taking supplements like this are not going to help. You, you need to, you know, polish off the, the last one, two, three, four percent with some high-end supplements if you're going to be any of these athletic physiques. If you're not, none of it is relevant to your story. Um, and I know that there's, I know there's fitness gurus and bodybuilders and personal trainers that would debate the shit out of me and I will gladly invite them on here to do that. Um, I have no hesitation, but I really don't think there's any benefit to them unless you're in that category. So, if you do want to sort this stuff out, Um, you know the m.me link is down in the show notes below so you can reach out and we can get you started on the Ultimate Energy Upgrade program. Busy mums are the main group of people that we have through the program. If you've tried all of the diets, if you've given all of the different things uh, a crack and none of it worked or it did work and now you're in a worse situation with your body and your health and your weight and your bloating and all of that that jazz and you want to start feeling sexy again when you put on your favorite dress and feeling that self-confidence, then the m.me link is down below. Drop down there into the show notes send me a message on messenger and just say program and we will have a conversation about getting you started so if you have any questions feel free to drop them into the facebook group and remember if you've enjoyed this episode take a screenshot put it in your social media story Um, if you want if you know a family member that's taking thermogenics or fat burners and you just want to 
point them in the right direction of a healthier alternative and future, then share this episode with them. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.